0: And that lets you save- okay.
1: life. Green Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. All right, thanks so much for joining me on my 200th show. Now, it's, that's even—it's hard to say. It doesn't even seem real. This marks my fourth year on air, and to be honest. I didn't and maybe (laughs) Those listening from the very Beginning didn't expect four Years later in 200 shows this is 200 shows on air I'm probably Around 250 or 300 If you add the podcasts in as well But it's such a pleasure to be Able to be on air this long And continue to bring you content And be on this network I'm, I'm just feel So grateful at this time at this moment It wasn't too long well it felt like not Too long ago four years ago I just Got into this town I'm living and it was knocking on doors and I came across 96.5 CKFM, the radio station here and bumped into Jameson Brown, my producer here, four or four years. He's the one who does all the edits and he brought together this proposal for me which I thought was ridiculous. <laughs> I could never speak for 15 minutes, but here we are. We're close to 25, sometimes 30 minutes an episode. I'm doing my best to bring you quality cr- content and new interviews and, and the best content I can. And I'm just so grateful for you. I have some listeners that have listened from the very beginning, from four years ago. I have others that have written me and told me they've started listening to all my past shows and are, and are still with me today. And I can't tell you how much that means to me. Uh, today I have an absolute pleasure. Dan Milman, he's I, I want to say he's a type of mentor for me. He's one of the first kind of self-help authors and people I, I've ran into and now have the opportunity to speak with uh, on a type of regular basis. This is his third time on there. He wrote The Way, the Peaceful Warrior, and this is my all-time favorite book. One of my other favorite books, Body and Mind Mastery. We'll get into it in a little bit. But Dan, Dan's certainly, he's such a, a influence. Influential person in the cell pal genre and I I couldn't be more grateful for him to share some of his time with us So today we're talking about peaceful warrior way. So sit back and enjoy for our 200th time on air We got all that coming up
2: This is exploring mind and body naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host Drew Tadia.
1: Alright, welcome back to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Now you heard all about Dan Millman on the intro, and you've likely heard some of the past shows with him. We have him back for my 200th show. I couldn't be more excited to welcome Dan. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Well, always good to visit with you, Drew.
1: Today we're going to talk about the Peaceful Warrior Way. Now, there's so many questions I want to ask you, flipping through some of the books, your books that I have. For as long as you've been doing this, do you ever get nervous before a presentation or before a workshop or anything that you're doing? I kind of feel like so many people think highly of you or you've, you've touched them in, in so many ways so deep and then they, they get to sit in front of you and hear you speak does that put more pressure on you
0: well that's a good question because you know many of us get a little uncomfortable public speaking and so on but i've been doing it for long enough that i just enjoy sharing with people whatever the venue i, I love phone interviews like this um because it's just a very relaxing way to to communicate, so I have had, and I know what it's like to be nervous. You know, nerves—what we call nerves or anxiety, self-doubt—it's a form of fear. Uh, it's just one of those nuances or shades of fear. And uh, you know, the only difference between fear and excitement is whether you're breathing. <laughs> so <laughs> I just basically take a breath and remember there are people out there who would like to listen in and uh, maybe hear some stimulating ideas. So that, that's really what I roll with.
1: I've heard you share your age a number of times. That's not sure. an, that's not an issue with you.
0: Oh, not at all. You know, we are whatever age we are. Though obviously we age at different rates. Um, I'm aging as gracefully as I can. But at 69 years old. You know, I they move my books from the new age to the middle age. <laughs> that's kind of a running gag I use.
1: In our last interview, we talked about you taught yourself how to ride a unicycle.
0: Yes, uh, when I turned 60, I. I uh, decided it would be time to learn to ride, you know, I didn't mind turning 60, but turning 60 is a non-unicycle ride, it was just unacceptable to me, (laughs) so so yes, I did, I did learn to get on it and ride figure eights uh, around my house.
1: So, do you have any kind of goal or milestone, anything physically you're going to do for your 70th?
0: I haven't thought of it yet, Uh, last weekend I did something which was a bit of a challenge, I First, uh, I went up to Toronto area in Canada, and uh, a friend of mine owns uh, a trampoline school there. He's the Canadian national coach, so I did some jumping on trampoline, and which is always fun. And then, the rest of the weekend, I did a Russian martial arts training. Uh, it's called Sistema, um, and I've trained in it uh, maybe some time ago in researching one of my novels called The Journeys of Socrates. So I, I that was quite a challenge. You know, Sistema is always a, a bit of a challenge. It's at least tests now and then, you know, I like to do just to kind of wake myself up.
1: Mm -hmm. And I saw you do a handstand not too long ago. I recently did a podcast, which would be different from this radio show, but did a podcast on aging or evolving. And I feel like aging is more of a mindset. Some people feel like they get old and then they expect their health to decline. And, uh, I mean, quite honestly, you don't look like you're, <laughs> you're aging a whole lot as the years go by. And then you did a handstand, the other, well, you know, recently. Is that a mindset that you practice or something ingrained in you deeply?
0: Um, I don't know that I practice it. And I am aware of this, this phenomenon of psychological clocks where we give ourselves permission to get old and start getting cranky and... Um, I think it, it is a relative thing. I mean, the fact is bodies, you know, right now if you look around at all past generations and who knows what's going to happen in the future with all the technologies and so on and developments, we do age. We're like cars. Some of us may be more like Ferraris and others like old Chevys or something but cars, you know, the shocks um, occasionally go out and you have to fix them and the electrical system may have a little problem. So uh, it's pretty natural, you know, when I get together with friends my age, we talk about maybe your, our knees getting a little cranky. Uh, it's ironic that since I was an, an elite athlete, my body is probably in worse shape <laughs> than my wife's who never did competitive sports because I pounded my body so much in, in the drive for competitive excellence. So I've got these aches and pains, some of my old teammates do too. Um, so there is an approach to living um, uh, as you have in your tagline, health and fitness for a better world. There's a way to approach training in which um, we go 80%, not 100%. We uh, pay attention to the body rather than ignore it and, and do get chronic injuries and overuse injuries. And we, we take an intelligent approach to conscious exercise designed for the, the health and well-being of the whole body that's balanced rather than these random injury-producing kind of things some of us do. And we're learning more things about exercise all the time. But as you know, Drew, I don't believe there's any best form of exercise, yoga, martial art, anything like that. I I believe there's only the best for a given individual at a given time of their life. So we have to be intelligent and experiment to see what works best for us psychologically and physically.
1: We talked about Offair briefly, but one of my favorite books that you've written, or one of my favorite books ever, is Body Mind Mastery. Now you go through some of these exercises or some exercises in this book. Do you still do them in the morning or throughout your day?
0: I do. Uh, One of Well, in Body Mind Mastery, I teach something uh, with photographs and so on called the Peaceful Warrior Warm-Up. And it's designed as a warm-up for any sport to warm up the mind, focus the mind, and warm up the body, get every joint open. And so you really feel loose and limber. um, And it's designed to be done in less than four minutes a day. And that is related to, but not identical, to something I've been teaching for 30 years, um, called the Peaceful Warrior Workout," which is slightly different because the workout also goes to the ground doing various exercises on the ground, what you wouldn't do if you're warming up to play a game of golf, you know or going bowling or tennis. So these two, the warm-up that I have in the book and the workout, which I teach in an online course with video and so on. Um, they are slightly different, but but similar. And yes, I do it every morning. Uh, first thing when I get up, you hear one of Brooklyn's uh, <laughs> sirens going by yep. in the background. <laughs> well, anyway, so yes, I do that every morning. It's uh, just part of my waking up routine. It's a great way to start the day, and it's based on the principle a little of something is better than a lot of nothing. It's a great way to start the day, even if somebody leads an active lifestyle, just to get, you know, in four minutes, just get the whole body awakened and uh, breathing deeply. The, the breath is the most important part of uh, this, this workout. And so if anybody's listening and says, whoa, what is it? Um, they can either, you know, it's, uh, I show it in one of my other books called Everyday Enlightenment. Again, Body and Mind Mastery has the warm-up. And someone can go to my website, peacefulwarrior.com, and they can see the little online course, which is cool. You pay whatever you want. You can pay a $1, dollar, hundred dollars, anything in between. So it's, anybody can afford it. And uh, you learn, you get two of the exercises in the email with a video link and everything and instructions um, per week. And at the end of eight weeks, you've got all 16 movements in the series, and it can be done. In less than four minutes a day. So there you are.
1: Now, I like that you said a little bit is of nothing. What did you say? A little bit of nothing is better than a, a lot of A little bit
0: of something it? is better than a lot of nothing.
1: <laughs> right. So when I talk, when I train or talk with whoever I'm working with, I say just start doing something and start to develop a routine. But when I talk about stretching, I say, you know, five minutes a day could change your life, whether it's in the morning to wake you up or in the evening to get you in a more relaxed state. So I love this, that it's only four minutes and that anyone could do it in a short amount of time.
0: Yeah, that's the whole idea. Simple is powerful because we're more likely to do it.
1: One of the other topics I want to get into is the peaceful warrior way. Now, how would you explain this? This is a mindset, a way of life, a way of thinking i want to get to can you explain this in in a a simpler form so our our audience has a better idea of what this means
0: sure uh thanks for asking in fact uh, especially people who are not familiar with my work um they hear the term peaceful warrior it doesn't make too much sense how can you be both peaceful and a warrior but it really refers to all of our lives in the sense of all of us are seeking to live with a peaceful heart but there are times we need a warrior's spirit so the the term peaceful warrior is really about all of us uh, striving to live, again, peaceful heart, warrior spirit, uh, about standing up inside of ourselves, marching into life, and remembering the strength inside of us. And it's not really about fighting except uh, tangentially. You know, it is related to the idea of developing body, mind, spirit the way they do in the martial arts. It's connected to that lineage. But it's more about the inner adversaries fear, self doubt, insecurity in our everyday life because once we are able to conquer those inner adversaries, the outer life, we just take as a matter of course. So that's what I mean by peaceful warrior and why it really reflects all our lives. However, the term way, you know, my book is titled Way of the Peaceful Warrior. This is an important term because it really comes from the East, more the Zen tradition, um, in that many times in the West, we do something just to get it done, to succeed, to get the results, which is fine. But The idea of a way, you know, it's innate in that that, uh, Buddhist culture in which they have words like judo. We've heard of that, judo. We've heard of kendo, maybe. Uh, Aikido, another martial art. Um, Cha-do, which is uh, the art of serving tea. Um, Or cha no you. But in any case, all those words end with do. um, And do means way. And so in the East, that whole idea is everything we do is a way or a path for personal development, for awakening, for growth and understanding, uh, for being uh, becoming our best selves. It's been said many ways, and it's important for us to understand that Many things we do in life are forms of voluntary adversity. You know, any adversity we face makes us a little bit stronger, a little bit wiser for having gone through that. We don't have to look for it. But anybody who's done sports, is, that's a form of voluntary adversity or learning a musical instrument. Life is easier without doing those things. But we do them and we realize we grow through them. The same thing with um, maintaining an intimate relationship with someone for more than two months or... Um, or raising children, uh, taking care of parents, uh, being involved in the world of business. These are all forms of voluntary adversity. They're harder than not doing them. Marriage, I, my wife and I have been married. She's my guardian angel for 39 years. Um, and we're best best friends, better than ever. But it's not always easy. Everybody who's married knows that. Um, raising children, it's wonderful. I have three kids and three grandchildren. But... You know, it's not easy. Your nerve endings are right out there. So a way, recognizing that everything we do in daily life is a way or means, a path, uh, not just to succeed in what we do, but also to become more of who we are. And we all look back on our lives. We can see that. I'm not just uh, stating some belief system. This is a realistic description of our lives. So that's why I didn't just call it the peaceful warrior. I call it the way of the peaceful warrior um, because it is a path. And it's an approach to living that, to describe in more detail, of course I do in my various seminars, workshops, and, uh, and that sort of thing.
2: Exploring mind and body with Trueform's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help from the following sponsors AG Foods in Didsbury, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart, working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on Trueform Life, Drew Tadia, or to find out how you can become a sponsor, visit ExploringMindAndBody.com. Now, one of my notes here, I wanted to ask
1: you your philosophy or the Peaceful Warrior Ways philosophy on success and failure because they're so apparent and, and it sounds like you're touching on it here in your your last uh, comment, but can you talk about maybe that more in depth because I think, I don't feel like you usually, you usually don't get one without the other. Is that correct?
0: Sure. And you know, there's so many success coaches and people talk about success and really, I think we define it for ourselves. Um... You know, if we're going up a mountain and we're walking up this path, a steep path, way up the mountain at the top, reaching the peak, we're trying to climb the mountain, that's defined as success, then by definition we fail every day with every step because we haven't reached the top yet. Uh, we fail to reach the top. There's another step we failed to reach the top. But if we define every step in the right direction as success, which in a way it is, every step in the right direction carries us closer, then we succeed all the time. So from our own daily lives, we know that, look, I was an athlete. I failed 50 times a day, 100 times a day in the gym. I'd try a new movement in gymnastics and crash and try it again, crash. So I, to me, failure was nothing. It was just part of the process of where we're going. And, and again, I don't want to recite cliches or platitudes, but we know that you know, every failure is like a stepping stone. So nobody fails. They just quit trying. So if someone persists, whether or not they reach their ultimate dream, like, you know, an external reward, like making the Olympic team, they still succeed in terms of improving, developing expertise and whatever they do. So uh, I never really worry about success or failure. I never have. Um, you just kind of, you know, um, Wayne Gretzky, or maybe it was Michael Jordan, said you make zero percent of the shots you don't take. So. I just take the shot. That's what I've always done in my life, whether it's writing or um, any, any other field. Just, you know, go for it.
1: I like what you said. Every step in the right direction is success because, sure. you, know, it, you know, it's true. Every time you're moving forward and going towards your goal. And then, of course, we go back to do, which means way. So every time you're on that, that right path, you're on the way. You're still experiencing success on some level. Exactly. I've got this quote here. I've written it down, and it repeats over and over in my mind anytime I, I pick up one of your books and it says, "Silence is the warrior's art. Meditation is his sword." Well, first of all, do you remember this?
0: I do remember it, but it was a long time ago, nineteen eighty that I wrote the book originally. Yes, definitely i would I would support that.
1: Is that your words?
0: Yeah. Definitely, Um, you know, I wrote the book. (laughs) But some people do confuse um, the movie, those who've seen the movie Peaceful Warrior based on my book, and Nick Nolte plays the old gas station attendant I call Socrates in the book. Um, Some people recite back to me words the screenwriter wrote. I didn't write the script, though some of the words are from the book. So it gets a bit confusing, but those words you just said, um, yes, they are from, from the book.
1: You talked earlier about breath, in breathing can you t- tell us about meditation and some of the benefits uh, and how it pertains to uh, the peaceful warriors way
0: sure um, I, I will not say the peaceful warriors way is founded upon meditation it's it's a skill you know I like to I don't put it up on a pedestal but it's a useful life skill and, and here's why um, let's compare it to push-ups if you do push-ups over time uh, progressive you know strength training predictably over time you will get stronger shoulders chest and abdomen and other areas in your body that's predictable um working progressively and the same thing if you meditate which is another form of kind of exercise by sitting uh in a stable position relaxed and you start to notice first physical things maybe mental thoughts emotions come up but you're not distracted by anything outside because your eyes are either half closed or closed and you start to notice the inner content people call it mindfulness meditation become you start paying attention to what's going on in your subjective you know awareness and when you do that, predictably, over time, if you do it sincerely, you start to notice the illusory nature of mind. You get some distance from thoughts and emotions. You don't get so carried by them. You can start to observe them in a more calm, serene way. So, and that takes practice like push-ups. The primary difference, Drew, between push-ups and meditation is you can't pretend to do push-ups. <laughs> but a lot of people just sit and daydream and you know, say, I'm meditating. Um, so it does require a certain intention and focus. But gentle, gentle, very important not to judge oneself any more than if you can't do as many push-ups as you did the day before. You're a little tired that day. You don't need to beat yourself up. Same thing. In meditation, you sit. People think it's about quieting the mind. And if their mind has thoughts coming up, they think they're doing it wrong. That's absolutely incorrect. Thoughts are supposed to come up. Emotions come up. You have periods in meditation where you go deep and time flies by. And 10 minutes goes, it feels like a minute. That can happen too. But still, the mind naturally bubbles off random thoughts. And that's not a problem. The whole thing is not giving them power. It's just going back to your breathing, putting your attention on your breath. So there's my meditation course in, in two minutes.
1: <laughs> okay. And you do you, you do meditation courses?
0: Um, well, I, I teach, in fact, um, I'm going to be, when my new book, The Hidden School, comes out next year, I'm going to be teaching more uh, a four-minute meditation, just like the four-minute workout. But it's a rather unusual meditation. It has healing aspects to it uh, for the physical body. It also... Uh, well, I don't want to say too much about it yet, but it's a very powerful four-minute meditation that can be done alone or as an entryway into a deeper practice of whatever style meditation someone likes to do.
1: You said most of our troubles are self-created.
0: You know, Mark Twain said, "I've had many troubles in my life, most of which never happened." <laughs> um, <laughs> so most of our troubles are subjective, you know, in our mind. The world arises around us, you know, a kind of a mystery. It's just when this happens, then this happens. But we complicate everything. Uh, Barbara Rasp, a writer, said the lesson is simple, the student is complicated. So we tend to complicate everything, diet, sex, um, our daily lives. We make meanings out of this or that. Someone ignores us on the street who we say hello to, and we start thinking all kinds of things about them or about ourselves. Maybe they just didn't hear us. They were distracted, whatever. So we make all these meanings, and sometimes they're positive, sometimes they're negative meanings. Uh, so that's how we complicate our lives, instead of just doing it objectively, handling one thing that hap- you know happens after another. Life is a series of moments.
1: Is it just being conscious of that and help understanding that these things happen? That you, no one's you know purposely trying to ignore us or, or wrong us, and just understanding that you know we, we can move on, and these things don't have to negatively affect us throughout the day.
0: Well, some people do ignore us. Maybe they're upset. Maybe they have their own problems. Uh, But you know, life's too short. I mean, if I were a taxi driver, I just have to learn to flow with it. People will not use their signaler sometimes. People litter on the streets. People aren't always considerate. But still, you know, you kind of move on and and recognize that's how life is sometimes. Sometimes I think happiness is a little bit lower expectations. (laughs) And being more realistic, you know, being in touch with who we are and how we make mistakes and we're all stumbling towards the light so that's the spirit in which i like to teach um it's not about some perfecting ourselves and and doing the whole spiritual achievement thing like we used to do the business achievement thing and just kind of do our best each day and that'll vary day to day and flow with life and and begin to notice the subtle things Uh, just around us, through the eyes of a child more. So one can't get this just by hearing me talk about it, but that's why certain practices like meditation, like uh, slightly refining our diet, uh, lightening it up a bit, uh, exercising regularly, quite important. uh, And it doesn't have to be extreme but just appropriate to our age and our level of condition and our interest. But staying active and moving more, getting up from the chair more. I'm doing it right now as I speak. I'm standing up from my chair and moving around a little bit, you know. Um, So I have to practice what I preach too.
1: (laughs) That's important. Before we wrap things up here, Dan, I just want to ask you, All the things that you've done and do and um, I don't know what you call the awards (laughs) and where you are in life. I want to ask you, I feel like I've had the privilege of interviewing all types of different kind of names and people. I want to ask you how you stay humble and real. And I want to say a good person. We've talked off air. You've come on the show before and you've taught me so much. You know, you can certainly tell when you're talking to someone who who cares and is into a conversation and wants to be there and someone who just wants it to be over with and doesn't really give what they can to their audience.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that, Drew. Well, um, you know, one thing is my, having a feedback system. My wife and daughters metaphorically kick my butt regularly. So <laughs> that keeps me uh, having a good perspective, a realistic perspective, not you know, buying into my press clipping, so to speak. But, you know, there's a favorite quotation. As you've noticed, I love quotations. It's a hobby of mine. Um, and Golda Meir, the Prime Minister of Israel, some years ago said, Stop acting so humble. You're not that great. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's a good reminder, too, um, not to be overly humble, but just to be realistic about yourself as a human being, which I've stumbled enough to, to see that. So i um, i don't think it's anything extraordinary just uh but i do really care and i like sharing with people and it's really always enjoyable speaking with you too you ask good questions we seem to have good vibe going there
1: mm, thanks dan i appreciate it
0: yeah you bet true uh,
1: I, I, we're gonna wrap things up here dan i want to respect your time i know you got lots going on i really want to know personally i want to come to one of your workshops can you talk about your websites your workshops and what you have coming up
0: well yes yeah, sure thanks um I, my website, again, if anybody's curious, is PeacefulWarrior.com or Dan Millman, com. ncom Peaceful Warrior. They'll get to the same place. And I have like a free life purpose calculator there. People might find that amusing or inter- interesting. And there's some online courses. As I said, people pay whatever they want. But they're, they're good courses. Um, there are a couple of them up there on my homepage. And people can get on my email list. I rarely spam people. Once in a while, I'll send them an announcement or a newsletter or something like that. Or Facebook. Uh, people can stay in touch. Uh, I always share a couple of really good quotes um, every every uh, couple of days on Facebook. For example, the one I put out there today uh, on Twitter and Facebook, um, people might enjoy, just a good reminder, is... Uh, Let's see, all right, here it is, it's uh, the shallow believe in luck or circumstance, the strong believe in cause and effect, Ralph Waldo Emerson. You know, that's something we can get into maybe another time about um, whether, whether we live based on morality or are we wiser to live on action and consequences, so that's another topic altogether, but it's all on my website and people are welcome to drop by.
1: And then maybe in the future, we could have you on. You have a new book. I know you said you don't want to talk too much about it, but you said this is the third edition to Way of the Peaceful Warrior?
0: Well, I've written 17 books, but this is the (laughs) third and final book in the specific Peaceful Warrior trilogy. Right. Um, Yeah, Way of the Peaceful Warrior, Sacred Journey of the Peaceful Warrior, and this will be called The Hidden School. And I hope to finish it this year, and maybe it'll be published uh, sometime next year. So that's coming up. And I'm also teaching a body-mind mastery, workshop, which is quite interesting, a, a different approach to movement and physical health and vitality. Um, I'm teaching that in Western Massachusetts, a place called Kripalu. Um But it's on my website event page. It's all there.
1: Wonderful. Dan, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on again and sharing your knowledge with us. I so much appreciate it.
0: Well, thanks for inviting me, Drew. Take care.
2: Set deep in the majestic foothills, the Sundry Golf Club boasts stunning views of the Red Deer River and the Rocky Mountains. Along Sundry's recently restored 18-hole course, you'll enjoy a haven of flourishing trees, exquisite water features, rolling greens, and a fair challenge to all golfers with improved, more forgiving fairways. We invite you to discover why this spectacular course is a must-play for all levels. A true golfer's paradise. Call to book your tee time today at 403 638 510.
1: Just a quick word from our sponsor, MAK Mystic Expressions. Now, this is a Himalayan salt company. They have all kinds of different products. My favorite is the Himalayan salt lamp. They have some in every room. Now, this will put your room, it will put your whole house at ease. It's just a very nice, calming light. And it also has positive ions that it releases to relax your home. They also have salt grinders, cutting boards, shakers, everything you need to improve your lifestyle with pink Himalayan salt. Check them out at makmystic.com. All right, so that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here for our 200th show. I'm so I'm so grateful. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm so grateful to be here in this position. I did a podcast, 200th show behind the scenes. If you want to check that out, that's going to be at exploringmindandbody.com. And I talked about my whole story. about For about 20 minutes, I talked about my story of becoming a radio type of personality or podcaster and how it's improved my life in very, very, various ways and without that you know without the station and jameson and everyone that's helped me sit in this chair behind this booth with your downloads and your comments they mean so much and they continue to bring me back here and looking to get better and bringing you better content and better shows and i hope you appreciate that so here's to another 200 shows <laughs> who knows could be here for another that's it that's all i got i'm out of here as always i'm your host drew tadia in health and fitness for a better world